What do you do on those days when there's a gap between what it is that you want to accomplish or achieve and the energy in which you have to do it? I believe that the decisions that we make in these moments can either take us further away from ourselves into a spiral of self-judgment and self-sabotage, or we can use this experience to reinforce our confidence and our ability to love ourselves. In this conversation, Miriam, Mima, and I dive into this topic to uncover the opportunities we have even when we're not feeling our best. Miriam has been coaching and facilitating over 20 years, dedicating her life to studying the overlap between business and psychology. Hello, my name is Mary Maduna Gross, and you're listening to Fully Alive, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs who are hungry to live their purpose, expand their impact, and create with ease. Miriam, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation today. Um, we've got something today that has is, is been very current in my own experience, perhaps in yours as well. So before we jump into that, though, tell us a little bit about who you are and um, what you're passionate about. Yeah, great. Okay, so my name is Miriam. I say to people, you can call me Miriam or Mir or M. And I do that when I'm introducing myself, just because I like the idea from the very beginning, breaking down barriers. I just, it's more important to me to be open hearted and connect with people in a genuine way than it. And I get it. You're listening. You're like, who is this person? And you want some credibility too. So I leave with, with like my nicknames. Um, and then like, who am I? And what am I passionate about my whole life? I've been passionate about both business and psychology. I just, I freaking love it. I love business. I love leadership. I love figuring out what can we, how do we maximize this experiment we call, call a company uh, based right. on our core competencies in these current market conditions. It's like, what, what can we do? And I like to think of it that way as an experiment or a gain. Um, and what's, what's the best we can do and how do we make that as achievable as possible? Um, so I love things like strategy and goals and processes and systems, but then I also love humans. I find this yeah. endlessly fascinating. And obviously I am a person I'm, I'm human. So I, I have learned to become a student of myself and also become a student of others and just understand how complex we are as systems and how I see each person as whole in their system and how we get in our own way all the time. And if we learn how we learn to get out of our own way over and over and over again, kind of clearing things out of the way so that we can be fully present in any given moment to experience the and, and enjoy being alive and really show up for whatever's being asked of us. So uh, I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I've moved to Spain, Colorado, Hawaii, New York City. Now I'm living just outside of New York City. But through all of that, I've always worked with people in the context of business. And right now, I guess for the last 10 years, I've mostly worked with senior leaders in high growth tech companies. I do work across industries, but I would say the majority are in tech, VC backed, and they're, they're kind of on this ride. And the question yeah. is, how do I stay sane? And uh, so I, I feel like what we're going to talk about today is really how to be true to ourselves in the midst of great expectations and how to regulate our nervous systems and navigate it when maybe we aren't feeling it 
right. yeah, there are either these expectations we have our, of ourselves or that others have of us. And so what, what the heck do we do? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's no wonder that you and I enjoy spending so much time together because yeah. there's, there's an interesting uh, combination. What I heard from you is, you know, I love these systems. I love systems. Like there, there's something to me about a system that takes, it makes things predictable, right? And if yeah. it's predictable, right. it's safe. And I have realized how much I have overdone systems for this need to feel safe. Yeah. And then what happens and, and what I also enjoyed about what I heard you say is, is this great experiment that we call business, right? Yeah. There, to me, there seems to be this um, unspoken assumption that um, there's like a, a rule book or here's how you do it, right? There's yeah. a system right. for doing this. And, yeah. um, and the way you described it as an experiment is completely different than that. Yeah, right. It's not exactly. it's an experiment. It's not a system. It's not predictable. Right. Our business isn't predictable. The markets aren't predictable. We aren't predictable. That's right. That's right. And so this week or this month, I've noticed both in myself and in the people and within my world is mm -hmm. that I have I would describe my own experience as being very ungrounded this month. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is lots of brain fog, like I think I know what I'm doing, but am I really right? What, how do I do this again? Right. It, it, those kinds of questions. Um, I've had the brain fog of, I, I, well, when I have to, when I have brain fog and I have to do things that I don't want to do, like do my bookkeeping or, or, you know, maybe sending pitches out, right. It's harder to generate that, um, motivation to do those things, even though my head says, no, I completely know this is exactly what I need to do. And, and this is why I need to do it. There's no question about that. And yet mm -hmm. somehow internally, it feels like I'm searching for that energy or I'm searching for uh, that motivation that's going to propel me into that action. Mm -hmm. And so what happens then at the end of the day is, you know, I'm, I, I find myself judging myself all over the place. Like, did I do enough? Did I not do enough? Did I just do what I wanted to do today? Or did I do what really needed to be done? Mm -hmm. and all the while, I am also aware of my nervous system just being out of whack on this. Like, Mary, yeah. what are you doing? You're, right? I, it, you're, you're taking me all over the dance floor. So I think that's a beautiful thing for us to talk about today. Mm -hmm. How do we navigate yeah. these months or these weeks where we feel ungrounded? We There's still there, there are things we want to do. I hate to use the word have to or must because that feels like somebody else is telling us to do, but we have our own have to's and musts. Right. Sometimes right? just stuff. There are some, right. And knowing yeah. how to categorize accurately, does this need to be done? Period. Yeah. Does it need to be done today? Is quality better, more important, or is it just getting it out the door? Okay. And there's a, these are not easy questions to be asking ourselves, especially when we're either feeling a level of burnout or what you're calling brain fog. And there can be so many reasons for brain fog. There can be moments when we're rewiring our nervous systems. And so it's like, we're getting a system update, right. we're doing the deep work. I know I've done that for myself. There's the moments where, when I'm unlearning deep yes. trauma based processes or ways of moving through the world. And I really believe any conscious entrepreneur is willing to 
do that, willing to dive into the shadow and to look inward. But those are moments of uncertainty and it kind of, uh, we lose, we lose our old root system sometimes in favor of what's to come, which is a wonderful thing. But in those moments of transition, it can really generate a lot of uh, brain fog or, yeah. or lack feeling uh, like we've lost our sense of calibration. Right. And so even if we're doing it consciously, there's these moments of like, oh my gosh. And then there's moments when we're just not well. Um, right. People have viruses or you have family situations that are requiring a lot of you or you're just not feeling it. And so it's like, oh my gosh, slowing down, being gentle and kind to ourselves, I feel like is a, a non-negotiable. But what I see a lot of people doing is they do that for a short period and then they kick themselves into gear in a way that isn't actually sustainable. And so there's a bit of like this roller coaster of up and down of up and down of like kick, kick myself in the pants or pull myself up by, by bootstraps and like get in gear. And I guess when I can, this is not all the time. Sometimes I just have to kick myself in gear, but when I can just be honest with myself, it's much easier for me to make a choice of how do I, yeah. how do I move knowing that I'm feeling this way, knowing I'm having brain fog or whatever it might be, what now? And I think we usually need to lean on each other for that. We need, I know people in my life, um, sometimes I can coach myself mm -hmm. and I have this little, little notebook. I, I use my favorite colors and mm -hmm. I oh, yeah. like get organized. That helps me get a sense of like, I'm very visual. So I need to look at everything that I've committed to. So I can be more thoughtful about what do I have bandwidth for now? Yeah. But what's coming up for you as I'm saying all that? You know, that first part, I, I think that um, self-awareness for me this month has been an incredible tool that I've gone back to over and over again, because when I was experiencing the brain fog or the fatigue and the inner chatter wants to go right away to self-judgment. Mm -hmm. And so if I, in my, my old world, my, my old self would have just fallen into that whole self-judgment piece. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the, and in fact, I had this conversation with one of my clients this week or, or this past month. And when we were bringing this up, well, what do you do when you just feel like you don't have, you can't find that energy to do yeah. that activity? He goes, well, you know, Tony Robbins would say, well, if you can't, then you must. And I thought, okay, well, that is so far from my belief system that yeah. that, that doesn't work for me. Because to me, when I, if I'm saying, if I can't, then I must. Like what that says to me is that I, I can't even listen to what it is that I need in the moment. Just ignore that and just do it. Do it. Mm -hmm. And then you can come back later and figure it out. I've yeah. done a lifetime of that. And yeah. I never came back to figure it out. I either just somehow found a way to, to fight my way through it or I quit. Or, you know, did it just enough, you know, some of those mm -hmm. kinds of things. So, so for me, that self-awareness piece of, okay, this is what I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing fatigue. This is not normal for me. I'm experiencing brain fog. I don't usually miss these kinds of things, right? These little details. Um, and so I've also with that then have had to give myself lots of grace and compassion. Yeah. Or, yeah, this is a rough spot. 
and that's okay. Because the other thing I, I I also notice in that inner chatter is, oh my gosh, I'm in this fog place again, or I'm in this fatigue place mm -hmm. where it's hard to get going. Like this is how it's always going to be, right? That's that mm -hmm. other kind of that generalization right. that that the inner chatter wants to make is like, um, this is how my whole life is going to be, and it's like, no, no, it's not. It's going to be like this for this week and maybe next week. Who knows? I don't know when this is yeah. going to end, but it's not going to be forever. So those are some of the first self-awareness yeah. conversations I've really had to have had with myself several times this month. For me, I'm the opposite. I think, oh, it's going to go away. It'll probably be okay. gone in, in the five minutes, okay. 10 minutes. So I, I can ignore it. So I almost minimize it in the opposite way where what you're saying, there's a I think in the middle is this state of acceptance that this is true for right now. It yes. won't last forever. I don't know how long it will last for. What do I need to do to attend to myself? Yeah. And then what are the non-negotiables around me? I, yeah, it's like, ugh. And, then, and then that's a moving target. So even just that process, sometimes we just won't have the energy for. But right. yeah, but the practice that you've done when you did have moments where you were fully online yeah. and thank goodness you have all of that repetition and all of that. Uh, to, the, to draw from of this, the self-inquiry, the knowing how to move through your day, how to be kind and gentle to yourself, noticing the chatter that's in your mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like we can all relate to that of the self-critic and the wishing it were different. And I think that that lends itself to a victim consciousness, which is like, yeah, we, we don't want to live there, but it happens sometimes. And yeah. um, I think it's okay to fall into those puddles every once in a while and just indulge in it for a moment. Yeah. Usually I might help move some things through and then we kind of get, get back to it. But how do we do that in a way that's genuine and not um, forcing ourselves? Would you be willing to talk a little bit about what we touched on before we got on the call around when you got the call when you were in the reserve? Oh, sure. Yeah. So when I, I think there might be some relevance to how do we know like what what to do and what not to do in any given moment. I don't know. Let's let's explore. Okay. It. So before we started recording, um, you had mentioned my uh, history as a veteran, and I told you that um, I was a reservist. I was a, a hospital corpsman in the Navy as a reservist, and um, got called up into Operation Desert Shield, Desert Storm. And so I remember that I was 20 years old that fall when I got that call. And it was also remembering what my recruiter told me. It's like, oh, don't ever worry about going to war. You know, the next wars are going to be fought by uh, buttons anyway. There's not going to be any front line. So that was going through my head, right? And like, well, obviously that didn't happen because here I go. And so that whole experience of that was really an experience for me of, Kind of the world stopped. The world stopped as I knew it. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to war. I have no idea what this means. I have no idea what that's going to look like. And I certainly can't even begin to imagine what it's going to be like to come back from that. So mm -hmm. that was a very pivotal experience for me um, in my young adulthood. Yeah. But you you literally got a call on the phone? Yes, yes. The uh, got a call from our unit yes. that said we are being called up, so be prepared. It's gonna. This was around Thanksgiving, and yeah. uh, we were told that in December we would be um, given more information, and then we left uh, early in January. 
Yeah. And did you in your gut, did you know, okay, this is mine to do. It's time now. Like whether I'm ready or not, here I go. I think there was that I, I don't ever recall like not I was never worried that I wasn't going to be good at what I did once I got there. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was more concerned about what does this mean about, uh, not about me, but what does this mean for me? Like, what is my mm -hmm. life going to be like after and going through this experience? Mm -hmm. That yeah. was hard. That was the hard part. Cause I felt like I was closing a door, walking into this whole new place, not knowing where that was going to go afterward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th thank you for your service. I'll say it again. Um, and I, I think it's a beautiful and very potent example of what okay. we all have micro versions of all day is feeling called to some, some, someone's asking something of us. Mm. And so how are we wired to respond in that moment? And what I'm struck by is you trusted yourself. Mm -hmm. You weren't so worried about the output, but you were more focused on how and the impact on you of, of how, how do I treat myself, relate to myself? Am I getting that right? Is yeah. That who, yeah, exactly. How is this going to affect me? Right. Uh, because this was early nineties. And so in my generation, um, it was the Vietnam veterans, right. Or those were my, those were my parents age. And so that was kind of the story that was in my head about what it meant and looked like to go to war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so again, having, we have stories, right? Even in our present call today, when we're giving call to action, we have stories about what that call to action is, is going to ask of us. And maybe right. those stories are true. Maybe they're not. Most of the time they aren't right. Cause they are inherited or they're rooted in the past. And so I feel like those are often little mini prisons that we put ourselves in when we just aren't feeling up to something. We draw from those expectation filled stories of what is required of us and it's really unhelpful. So yeah. like clearing that out and getting honest, like what literally, literally what needs to be done today. And how do I make that as gentle and easy on myself as possible? What can I delegate? Let me, and we all, we know, what. I know that when I most need help is when I'm least likely to ask for it. And so I know that about myself. And so I'm like, all right, girl, what do you, you know, you right now you need it. You know, you don't want to ask for it, but you're going to have to. And so I, I do that. I start letting things go as much as I possibly can uh, when I'm not feeling it, but every, we all have our own wiring. We have to override in service of what's happening in the moment. So what I'm hearing from you is this in the moment, the now piece, and both in my experience of getting called to action as a young adult and our daily being called to action, um, our, my mind in both of those cases wants to go to the future, right? What's mm -hmm. going to happen later, right? And what I, when I look back on my experience over this past month where I've kind of had this up and down of brain fog and I'm okay, no, I'm not. Um, I think I did a better job this time of not cat catastrophic, making things worse. Catastrophizing. <laughs> I know it's really hard to say. Yeah. Catastrophizing. Yeah. 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 I think, so that's what my brain would have done, nor like my old self would have done to say, oh, you know, because you have brain fog today, or you're not getting this done today, or you, you don't have clarity on this today, that's going to mean something terrible for you in the future. 
And the Mary that showed up this month was, I, I didn't go to the future at all. It was simply, what is it you need in this moment now? Yes. Yeah. How huge is that? That is so Amazing. huge. Thank you for being willing to notice that and give yourself credit for it because that's how we change. That's how we change the world is we start to rewire ourselves and we honor when we have made progress. Yes. And I don't have to worry about what this, what it, my experience today, I don't have to exp worry about what impact that's going to have three months from now. Nope. I don't have to worry nope. about it. All I really have to do is, Mary, what do you need today? And if I can, I can genuinely ask myself that question and then listen to that answer and then have the courage to follow through mm -hmm. on that. Mary, you right. really need a nap today. Right. A nap? Who the heck has time for naps, right? I'll nap on the yeah. weekend. No, today's the day. Sweet. You need the nap today. Take the nap. Yeah. Take okay. The nap. And then let's see what happens, right? It's not exactly. even, oh my God, I'm going to take a nap and then I'm going to have to do that again. Old Mary would say, okay, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes to take this nap. And then after I, when I get up, I'm going to do one, yeah. two, three, and four. Right. And, and it, every time I put myself in those situations, it backfires. I'm, I'm so internally it, oppositional, defiant to myself, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, Same. Make myself do that. Yeah. I'm just going to fight against myself. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. And the irony is the more we are honoring what we need in the moment, we just go with it. The yeah. more our future selves will be set up for success because I, my future self will be better resourced. Okay. I will have, you know, whatever needed to happen happened. Yeah. And I think the, the, like the, the other piece to that is, so what do I need and mm -hmm. tending to that? without resistance. Huge. That's, that's what we're talking about. And then the other side of that same coin is what's required of me today. Basically what commitments yeah. do I have or what agreements are in place or what are people expecting of me? And if I can't offer that, I even like, I feel, I feel short of breath as I think about it because I can become overly responsible to delivering yes. on those things. And so then I lose touch with myself. So if I can just say, okay, taking the emotion out of it, which of these pieces do I not feel like I can deliver? And then we yeah. can solve for it. And if it's a business need, we figure it out because right. there's always, there's always a way forward that doesn't require me to self-sacrifice as much as I think that it will. Exactly. That brings up for me another one of my uh, rules is it's like an all or nothing kind of thing. So yeah. if right. I'm going to take you know, if I'm going to look at my schedule and say, I, you know, I need to fit a nap in here somewhere. Um, the old Mary would have believed that I was asking myself to clear the whole week. Right. And, right. and then that, well, no, I can't, I can't do that. And so, because I can't do that, I have to do it all. But yeah. what I found this week was uh, over this past month, there has been one time when I had a, a upcoming meeting on my calendar and I just kept getting this strong message that today's not the day. Today is not the day for this conversation. And yeah. so I emailed her and said, Hey, I'm really sorry. I'm just not feeling myself right now. I would love to reschedule this. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday I got on a call with somebody who was sick, like physically sick. And he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I just didn't want to cancel on you at the last minute. And I said, please do. We're going to cancel this. You're not feeling well. 
This is not yeah. going to be an enjoyable conversation. Right. And that experience validated the choice I had made earlier, you know, a week or two ago, just to yes. cancel that meeting. Right. And so you oh. can cancel one meeting, two meetings. Oh. You don't have to clear your exactly. whole schedule. <laughs> you don't have to. You can, but you don't have to. Right. Yeah. And I actually don't believe we need to apologize for it. I, yeah. I, when people reach out to me, I'm like, you can just say you're welcome because always when I take care of me, it's what's best for the other person. And so yeah. not, I don't, I'm, I, I've caught myself, um, this cause I, I focus on the, the words I use and I'll use words like, unfortunately, or I'm, I'm sorry, so sorry that, and I'm like, am I sorry? I'm, I mean, I, I wish that I didn't have to cancel. I do. I wish that I was feeling hundred percent, but what's true is right now I'm not feeling like I can bring my best to this call. That's right. I, I would rather reschedule. I hope this is a gift in your day. And I yeah. look forward to us having a call in perfect timing. How does this time work for you next week or whatever it is? And usually the tone of that lands with, with more, it's an invitation even on the other side. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And again, I think the more that we are willing to do that for ourselves, we give other people permission to do that for themselves as well. Exactly. And so how helpful for you to have that reinforcement of this person who didn't take care of themselves. And you're like, well, this is just a waste. Now I'm, we're both on here. And it's like, no, no harm, no foul, no. but good lesson learned is That's that right. when we take care of ourselves, it's what's best for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's just, I, I think to that feeling of I've just taken care of myself is a confidence builder for me. Yeah. Right. Because oh, sure. I'm, I'm breaking those habits of making everybody else and everything else a priority. And I'm bringing myself into that space. Yes. I think we need to help each other see it as a confidence builder by celebrating each other when we take care of ourselves. I think for a lot of people it induces guilt and feeling like they have to rebound stronger, or harder, or better, or something like that. And so the more we can celebrate with each other. And I think a challenge is how do we, especially for those who are listening that are employers, how do we do that with our teams? How do yeah. we help honor when people need to take care of themselves, but we need, they owe us a deliverable I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, now I'm on this side of it. Mm -hmm. And if it happens once, happens twice, happens three times, I'm fine. When it starts to happen 10, 20, 30, 40 times, then it's a different conversation. It's more of a macro conversation that we start to wonder about. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation with Miriam. We will publish the conclusion of this conversation next week. In the meantime, please like, subscribe, follow, all of those things that will help you get notification of the next episode, but also to give the message to those algorithms that says that the conversations that we're having here are important and that others may also enjoy these conversations. Thank you for listening. Are you ready to play and experiment with these ideas so that you too can live your purpose, expand your impact, and create with ease? Join us at Fully Alive on Facebook. We've created this space to explore the effects these practices and principles can have on your own experience. And if you're feeling the nudge to explore what coaching can do for you, send me an email at mary at bluebambooleadership.com. 
Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be fully alive.